Welcome back. This is part two of our paranormal investigation series on darkness to light. Okay, Stacy, do you agree or, or disagree with what Sean is saying? I absolutely agree. And, um, and like he was saying, every single case is different. So to say, well, this is the way it goes every time, you know, we don't know till we show up. You never know really what you're going to get until you walk in and assess the situation. And to be able to help people pass on truly is a blessing. It's beautiful. I had a client, this is about three months ago, and her kids were seeing a woman. She was seeing a woman in the hallway. And she was, we need, we need you to come over here and see what's going on. And it turned out that it was a young girl and she had OD'd. She was a heroin addict and she wouldn't move on. And, and I asked her, you know, why, why are you here? And she showed me her arms. You know, she was like ashamed, like she couldn't, like she felt like she couldn't move on because of that. And um, so that was a beautiful thing to be able to help her move on. And because there's no reason for her to be there for that, you know? Um, so, so a lot of these situations that we, we get into are really just um, comforting the family, <laughs> number one. And because they're freaked out, they think their house is haunted when really it's just somebody just really needs some help. We yeah. go in and help them. And um, that in it truly is beautiful. And it's healing for not only the person who's passed on, um, but it's also healing for the family. And they see that, oh, wow, that wasn't something horrible and evil and scary. It was just somebody that needed help. And now everyone is better for it, you know? So now I agree with everything he said. Okay, great. So now that we know what a ghost is, what is a demon, Stacy? Well, you know, uh, I guess there's lots of different names for demon. Um, for me, it is an entity that was never human. It is something evil. Wherever it comes from, um, everybody has their own opinion on where it comes from, what it's called, but it's evil and it's nasty and it was never human. And um, they are typically very um, quiet and uh, they don't just stand out and let you know, hey, you're going to deal with something real fun in a minute. You know, they're usually uh, just very quiet. Sometimes you got to look a little bit harder for that. But to me, that's what that is. Evil, evil, evil. Okay, what do you say about that, Sean? Well, from the ones I've encountered, uh, I, I agree. They're, they're not human. They, they're just doing their best to, to cause havoc. Um, oddly enough, I've, the ones I've encountered were in locations and they were there, you know, so if they can attach to somebody to move on or move to a new location, obviously that's, that's a, that's another way to kind of piggyback or move on. Um, I had uh, one of them uh, jump into my back seat and try to intimidate me when I was coming out of Kansas. Um, and I'll be honest, one of the only times I was actually a little bit um, intimidated, 
but um, probably within 10 minutes, I, it, it, it disappeared and left. So I was like very thankful, but I, I don't really enjoy talking to them at all. I don't try to because most of the time they're there to um, intimidate us, to get, get rid of anything positive from yes. the location um, to truly just be nasty. It's just not pleasant. Um, like I said, I, they, a lot of times they come with uh, distinctive voters. I get, mm -hmm. that's when I get a lot of the growling. That's when I get a lot of, you know, like anything that can actually harm, scratch you. My, my guides have actually told me run in, in a couple of situations where I'm like, well, I don't want to show fear, you know? And I'm like, so I walk out of the situation very um, briskly, I'd say not running, but at the same time, you know, you, you have to stand your ground against them because they are there to cause havoc and they want to intimidate us. They want to rule a particular location. I, I can't definitively say that, you know, um, you know, everybody has their own in inclination of exactly where they come from. Um, but I do, I do know that they're definitely a darker entity that's not or never was human. And I've, yes. I've always, I've always been presented them in dark, darker images when I see them. Um, one of just for an instance, you know, because one of my friends laughed at me because I described this one. Um, it kind of looked like uh, Venom from uh, movies, but it didn't have any white to it. It just was all black and it just had, it was just so nasty, but I've encountered several. So I generally can see them. My spirit guys will show me what they look like. Um, so that's when I know what I'm encountering. Are they always quiet? Um, no, but at the same time, I, I, I can sense them because I'm also an empath. So I can feel, I can feel the nastiness. So I, when I'm dealing with them, I don't feel pleasantness. I don't feel yeah. like I, you know, that it's going to trick me. Like it's going to do something to me that, you know, like uh, it's going to fool me to say, Hey, you're going to deal with me and I'm a good person or I'm a, I'm, I'm this vibrant, whatever this is that doesn't work for some reason, because every time I've encountered them, I know immediately that I'm dealing with something that negative because my senses are telling me this is something not positive and I can feel it. I can feel it every single time. So I, I guess I've been blessed in that way that I can actually sense it so strongly, but um, I don't feel like they're human and they are definitely here to, to cause um, negative, um, not necessarily negative in in my life in in anybody's life that they they that happens to be in that particular location or spot and that, that's the weird thing is that i've been encountered them and they i've only had one that um did its best to try to um attack me per, personally you know for like three hours straight so um I was in a higher elevated state i was not in a lower vibration at the time which helped me a lot. And I've done a lot of different things to help, you know, to try to um, protect myself or protect, you know, using Archangel Michael generally um, to help, help me uh, stay protected. Um, but, you know, free will and the strength to persevere and not show fear is, is probably the strongest thing you could do against anything negative. Okay, Stacy, have you ever seen a demon? 
Yes, I have, you know, and they show themselves in various different ways. They want to be big and scary and gross. Um, they want to, you know, they don't want you there. They don't want you there helping. So, um, you know, they, they want to get you out, your help, and they want to get you out. So, um, but I have learned over the years to um, not get hung up on what you see because you're still, you're dealing with a thing. And um, if you are horrified at what you're looking at, you can't do your job. So there's a part of whatever it is that we do that we are able to step into this and do it anyway. And um, because this is, this is our job. This is, you know, this is our calling. Um, so uh, oftentimes... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I apologize. I'm, you're right. You can't be oh. afraid of. You can't at yeah. all. So so wonderful to do this work. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. No, you're right. And it's like, if if you were, I mean, things are scary. I mean, let's face it. It's scary. I've done this my whole life, and every situation's different. And I, and I've been in the middle of horrific things. But, um, you still one foot in front of the other because you're there to help somebody. Period they are in trouble and we're there to help them. And then right behind that, we'll have, a, you know, just this beautiful case and it all evens out, but you can't get hung up on what you're looking at because they will show you whatever it is that, you know, they think that is going to horrify you, you know? So um, that's, you just step into it and go, just do it. Tommy, how do you make the distinction between a ghost and a demon? For me, it's, it's very easy for me. Everything you look at has a vibration or an aura. And you look at their aura and it, they, nobody can change their aura, uh, what it really is, what soul's aura is, what, what a spirit's aura is, uh, and how it vibrates. Second of all, it's what it's doing makes it real clear what it wants and what it, what it portrays that it's going to do. Now, a demon, there's two different kinds of demons. One comes from the physical reality and then there's demons that come from the astral reality. And they are different, and they do work different. But the difference between an, uh, a ghost and a demon right away is the power that they have. Most ghosts are spirits of souls. You don't become super powerful because your body dies. So it's not like this person died, now he's a super being, and he can tear apart the universe and go inside people. And you don't become super powerful just because you die. So when, when we talk about... Uh, Something that most people don't like to talk about is Satan. Satan himself has his own army, which is probably one of the biggest controlling factors of this planet right now. But he pulls in other people, weak people, sick people, that give into his energy. Now, the, the main question you would have to ask yourself, why would they want to do something? I mean, healing somebody because they, they had an instant death and they're not aware of being here is one thing. But when a deity, uh, sorry, when a, a demon comes here and they're working here, they're not here for that reason. They're here because they want to keep people in this reality. If everybody crossed over and moved on to the next realm or the realm after that, there'd be nobody for them to play with because they can't go over there. So it's a matter of what they truly want. Now, what I will say, I don't know how many people had any real encounters with really bad demons. My friend was losing his life. It was two weeks and he was almost dead when I had to work on him and he was afraid, he said, you're going to die. I said, I'm not worried about that at any level, but uh, they do not respect 
spiritual ideas, spiritual laws, or afraid of things. So people assume that because I, I'm, I'm this, that these have to be afraid of it. A physical alien is not afraid of anything. Nothing that we can say would scare them away. The vibration has to be stronger vibration, which actually would shake their bodies, which means they wouldn't be able to attack you. So when we deal with, like when I dealt with demons, I work with Lucifer. Lucifer is one of the fallen angels, just like Michael and Gabriel. I mean, they're not the, the highest angels anymore. The Bible only talked about nine. Revelation talked about hundreds. The higher angels do exist in the higher realms, but uh, they don't come down to this realm. That's why God allows these angels to stay down in these realms, including Lucifer. Lucifer is a very, very incredible being because his role is to keep, keep the souls from getting out of this realm that don't, do, don't deserve to. Uh, and Satan's the one that makes them enjoy and want to stay here. So getting back to the difference between a ghost, a ghost, I mean, they're, they're living in fear. They're, they don't know what's happening. And sure, they don't know much, so they don't have much to throw at a person to get their attention. So an average ghost can't pick up your TV and throw it across the room and say, hey, here I am, look at me, where a demon can. So there's a lot of different energies involved with both. And each one of them is real critical because what I said before, a lot of possessions are not truly possessions by a demon or, or, or a spirit. Uh, I mean, I, I was doing magic when I was 14 and I was dealing with every kind of entity as well. And the problem is even in the Catholic church, when they were doing exorcism, I mean, the original movie, The Exorcist, two priests died during that exorcism and it was a boy. So the idea that Jesus can protect them if they don't know where that protection is truly coming from, using a name is only that. Until you're truly in tune with that energy of what it really is, can you use the energy? I mean, it's not that complicated, but I notice when I see people say, well, I do exorcisms and stuff. Uh, oh, just for the both of you, if you're really interested, one of the most, I, I would say one, but you can't get on it, it's government property, but another one, uh, it's an ex-friend of mine, it's called the John Edmund, his name's John Edmonds. Okay, uh, it's the Stardust Ranch. There's all kinds of demons there, all kinds of entities there, there's all kinds of aliens there. I had Carrie Cassidy come out there, she shot a picture of UFO, I brought a medicine woman with me, she shot pictures of the aliens. Uh, we did a deposition on, uh, on John's wife, we had this incredible creature being on her, we got a picture of it. Uh, so yeah, if you really wanna see hardcore stuff, and you can get hurt if your protection's not high enough. I was never worried, but some people out there go screaming away. They can't even spend the night there, and they, they get in their car and they drive away. But if you, if you really want to go to a place that's super hardcore, I mean, I don't talk too much because a lot of things happen, but his ranch is, he has horse, it's a horse ranch, basically. Uh, but if you want to see these things, balls of light crashing into the ground, uh, ships going over your head all the time, it's outrageous. So if, if that's something that you really feel like you'd like to get involved with, he would not let me get rid of all the spirits on his property. He said, well, I want people to come here. I said, well, get rid of the bad spirits at least. And he wouldn't let me do that. Uh, well, not that I want to go there, but <laughs> where is this place located, Tommy? It's in Arizona. It's, uh, I know when I left California, it was a long drive to go from California out to there. But uh just type John Edmonds at uh, Stardust Ranch. It's online. He just put out two books. Uh, he's, he's an interesting character. I, I brought him out. 
I met him years ago. I get, you got to come out with your story. I actually got him to start talking about it, doing shows. I got him on Carrie Cassidy's show for a couple of times. I started helping him get out there. But certain things about a person I didn't like, so I wouldn't want to work. I didn't want to work with him. I was going to do a movie and everything with him, and it all collapsed. Uh, so, but if you really want to deal with stuff hardcore, it's a place to go because people are attacked the second they get there. I mean, the camera crew comes out there, the camera's just all shut down. I mean, it's hardcore. Uh, and he'll let you stay there. I mean, offer him anything. Uh, he's not fussy. What, what, I mean, he, has, he needs horse food. He's got 19 horses. But uh, he's, his wife's there with him. Uh, he's got nine dogs. Uh, so yeah, it's an interesting place to hang out. I was there for about a week and a half. I filmed all kinds of stuff while I was there. But I, he wouldn't let... I was supposed to do hypnosis on him because he was involved with the Montauk Project and he actually sat in the chair. And I wanted to bring him back to that, but I never got to see his wife. She was always working and she wouldn't let me hypnotize him if, he wasn't, if she wasn't around. So I really never got to hypnotize him and bring him back and work with that. Uh, but yeah, I'm just saying, out of all the places I know on the planet that I heard about, that I read about and listened to and watched, I mean, I was in haunted houses that are pretty hardcore, but nothing comes close to his ranch. Now, I don't know if you heard of the Skinwalker Ranch. That was uh, a, another ranch that was really possessed by demons and aliens. Uh, people died there and everything. But it was just sold, and now they just did a TV series on it. Uh, it's radioactive in places and all kinds of things going on there. But it's a lot harder to get on that property. Uh, so, and, and it's a dangerous place to go. So the Skinwalker Stardust Ranch is a little different because it's owned by one person. And he makes the decision if you can come there, stay there, or whatever. But uh, like I said, if you never experience things and want to, it's a place to go. Uh, I don't need it. I don't want it anymore. But uh, people say, well, that's not real. If you want to take yourself out of the place and say, well, everything that's not real and prove it to yourself that it is, it's one place to start. Uh, I'm not saying that everybody wants to know that spirits are real and demons are real and all that stuff is real. I mean, if you live without it, it's probably a good space to be in. But I was pulled into my, all these things, not because I wanted to. I mean, I, I was zapped into it and pulled into it. Uh, I was pulled in at starting at six years old. So it wasn't something that I always wanted to do. I always wanted to know. No, it wasn't. So, and I mean, some people came from a psychic family and they're psychics and, and it's a different thing for them. I mean, my family wasn't psychic. None of those things existed in any parts of my family. So when I got pulled into every aspect of it, the alien UFO world, psychic world, demonism and all those words, uh, it became hardcore. But uh, I hope people don't have to go into it, but realize not every demon wants to leave. Uh, and if you can't protect the person, there's only one solution for that person. And that is to move from the area. Uh, some demons will not leave the area that they're in. Very few people have demons following, but it does happen occasionally if they're so open that you can just hang on to them and they'll take me wherever I want to go. Uh, so it's an open book for, for a lot of demons to play. Uh, but we each have to learn how we're going to deal with it if it comes into our reality. And I would always say protection is the most important thing you can learn when you deal with anything outside of yourself. Even if it's people, learning how to protect yourself from people's energy and things like that. So it's, it's not a complicated word. It's not a hard word to work out and learn how to deal with it. But like they, they both said, they have no fear. And fear opens the gateway for that to step in as well. So you're not going to get too much protection if you have too much fear. If you can't leave your body and you're afraid to, you're never going to experience that. 
And if you do, you start leaving your body, you freak out. You never probably, you never get that chance again in this lifetime. So uh, it's an individual choice to move forward or not, to stay protected or get protected. And I mean, I do things for people. I work with people. I, oh, I, the last thing I'll say is I don't go to people's houses. I let things come to me. I feel whatever steps in my path, then it's my responsibility. I mean, I can't heal all the people on the other side of the planet, and I don't plan on doing it. So when somebody steps in front of me and says, you have to help me, it's a different story. Okay, this question is for uh, the investigators. So we'll start with Kelly Joe. Kelly Joe, when, when a person comes to you and they, they tell you that their house is haunted by a ghost or a demonic spirit, what do you do to help that person? Well, first of all, I um, ask them what they did because sometimes they'll mess with like an Ouija board or black magic or something like that. And, uh, and if they didn't, you clear the land. You know, if it's, it, sometimes they can have a land ghost. I always bring somebody with me, you know, where two or more are gathered, you know, I am there, saith the Lord. And we bring um, three candles, have them get three candles. We put it in every room for the Trinity. Um, if it's really bad, we do salt. I always do salt. And then Bibles, open Bibles to the 23rd Psalms when it's a demon. And we send it to light through the light if it, it'll go. And uh, cleanse every room and every crack and every crevice. We also do the perimeter of the land and have them get, um, usually there's a vortex. So we have them get crystal points. And then if there's Native Americans involved, we use um, cornmeal and tobacco and do the perimeter of the land and put four points in each point of the land of the crystals and help seal the vortex. So that's what we do. Okay, Stacy. Yes. What do I do when we are? When, you, when you're helping help. a person with a, a ghost or a demonic spirit. Okay. Well, a ghost is, is a little different. Um, you go in and, you know, I will make contact and help see what I need to do to help them move on and help the family. Um, but going in to assess the situation and you, you run into um, a, a, a demonic entity, then that is where I figure out where it's coming from. Is it in the land? Is it, did somebody bring it in? Is it something that's been in the home since before these people were here? And so, you know, and every situation is different. I figure out where it came from. Um, and then what I do to cleanse and bless a place is based on that. If it's a land entity, a land spirit, it's a completely different approach for me than it is if it's a person or if somebody, um, I went and cleansed a house a, a while back and the people had just purchased it and it had been a drug house before. So it's like, you know, it, who knows what came through the door, but it was filled with problems. And um, so is this something that somebody brought in with them? You know, so it's, it's always a little bit different um, how you 
approach that. But then I always cleanse and bless the home and the property. Um, I'm the same with salt. I use a ton of salt and um, I do a lot of other things also, but it is, it depends on where this entity came from, what its direction is, because oftentimes um, it's very specific what they're after. Um, and, you know, it takes a minute to figure that out. And then you, you know, and then you attack, then you go to battle and throw it out. Okay. And Sean, what do you do? I do a combina combination of things. A lot of what uh, both of them had stated already is, is in practice with, with myself as well. So um, I'd say that one of the extra things, I, I just throw in an extra thing. Just, just part of it is I also change the vibration within a location. Um, so just to kind of throw something different in there is that I'll generally bring a Tibetan singing bowl um, to, um, to, to overall raise the vibration within a location. For instance, if, if I were in that location that Stacy was describing where they had a lot of um, drug activity, it'll, it'll break that up and it kind of uh, disseminates that negative energy and allows it to, to be refreshed so, yeah. that, so that you can um, basically start fresh energetically within location. Um, but I do also do a combination of frankincense and myrrh and different, different other things, white, white sages and, and cleansings, uh, you know, the cornmeal, the tobacco offerings are also really, really wonderful. And I did that at Fox Hollow Farm, Farm as well. Um, so it all, it all depends on the situation, but I always, always love bringing in my Tibetan singing bowl to, to break up what is there as residual or stuck energy. Mm. Okay, after you've cleansed the house, have you ever experienced that spirit returning? You're talking to Sean? Yeah, Sean. Oh, okay. Um, well, I have had issues with one particular one in, in Denver that I was going to say that it was, uh, it was a matter of, a, it was the darker spirit and it did not want to, it did not want to leave no matter what. Um, and basically ha I had to go back there a few times. Um, but I go in to any situation trying to help educate the people that are in the location so they can take action in the future for themselves because it's not just about us. It's about them. And if they are encountering this, this is something that um, they have connected with. And I like to educate them so that they have, and I also give them some resources as well when yeah. I go so that they have things with them so they can routinely take care of themselves so that this does not reoccur for them personally. Obviously, if they do encounter something, they can reach back to me, but at the same time, um, it, it's something that I like to do is, is provide that to them. And Kelly Joe, has this ever happened to you, a, a reoccurrence? Yes, I had people mess with stuff again, and I said, we ain't playing here, peeps. You guys can't keep doing that. And I give them tools to, prayers and tools to keep it away and to bless it. And I give them, like, prescriptions, too. Like, if I have somebody who is, like, really aware and they don't know it, I'll give them, tell them to meditate and you know, teach them, you know, how to work with their gifts so that they don't 
get so frightened and they aren't such an open door like meditation will help them calm down so that they can control their gifts more so they aren't doing pk and all that and also there's good ghosts I mean, you can go habitate with a ghost too and also we cross over people that are there if, like land ghosts or house ghosts they, if they want to cross or if they want to cohabitate and not not mess with the people that's doable too but you have to give the people the toolbox and I give them all tools so that they can go forward. Okay, Stacy, have you ever experienced a reoccurrence? Yes, I have. Um, there was a man that uh, somebody had put a curse on and that took a couple of times. And it, we, you know, he was really, he was just so frustrated. He didn't think he'd ever get out from underneath this, you know, but it just, kept coming back in. So, you know, we found, we had a different approach and we broke that and protected him. But, um, but the educating these people, that is really the key because we do, that's a part of our job is showing people what they can do to close those windows, close those. We, we don't want to be wide open and everything's just coming right through your front door. But we don't want to, people to live in fear either. So educating them to be able to take care of themselves and stand in their own power, you know, take, take their lives back, take their home back. Um, that's, that's really important. But, you know, when you get things, something that reoccurs, then you just go right back in and, and have at it, you know, and, and then take care of it. 